It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Monday, May 9th, welcome to Not Gambling Advice. That's Colby Olson. I'm Peter Apple. I'm dealing with a couple of things right now. My hair's all poofy, having a weird hair day. I'm on the West Coast. I'm in California, not New York City, but we're here to talk fantasy baseball. We have three waiver wire ads that you should pick up for this week in fantasy baseball, as well as a streaming pitcher who is going to make two starts this week who should be available in most leagues. Colby Olson, what's going on, brother? What's going on, man? I want to do a quick shout out to my mom because she it's Mother's Day today. We're recording this on Sunday. It's Mother's Day. Absolutely. So shout out to all the moms out there. They they let us enjoy all our baseball. But she let me record a couple podcasts today. So I want to do a little quick shout out to her and thank her for, for letting me do this awesome thing that we do where we tell people who to pick up in fantasy and, and who to bet on. And we make people happy. Shout That's out cool. all the shout out all the moms on Mother's Day. Another weird thing that happened on Mother's Day, the Phillies won a game and they beat Max Scherzer. Bryce Harper had a home run with his pink bat and said, happy Mother's Day, tied a bow on it. It was it was a really awesome home run. So let's start talking fantasy. But first, shout out my mom. Of course, love you, mom, out there back in California visiting her for Mother's Day. And also happy 85th birthday to my grandma. I'm also out here celebrating that. But let's talk some baseball, Colby. So I'll throw it over to you first. We'll do our three waiver wire ads, and then we'll do our streaming pitcher at the end. Who is your first waiver claim? So I got an interesting one for you. We usually start off with hitters, right? Like we usually go through, we do three hitters, then we do our streaming pitchers. I'm going to start off with a pitcher today, and it's a pitcher that we got word he was going to come up just a couple days ago. Matt Brash struggled in, in Seattle, right? He was dealing with walk issues. And definitely was just not ready for the big time as a starter. I think he'll go down to the minor leagues. They're going to work him as a reliever and get him some time there. And he'll be back in the bigs at some point. But somebody had to fill his rotation spot. And the guy we got was is even better than Matt better. Brash. George Kirby made his major league debut on Sunday. As we're recording this, Kirby is actually throwing right now. Right now, he's through three innings. He has five strikeouts. He is dotting everything. 98 to 99 on the fastball with a ton of run on it. A great slider at 89 miles an hour that I really like the profile on this pitch because I can see that he's going to be able to throw it for strikes. That was what Matt Brash struggled with, Peter. His slider is so filthy. Brash's slider, that is. It's so filthy, but it almost moves too much that he's not able to locate it in the zone. And guys are just like, I'm not going to swing at it because I know it's going to go in the dirt anyway. Brad or uh, 
Kirby that is has a, a tighter movement to his slider and he's actually able to locate it in the zone and on the corners. He has a plus changeup. The only concern I have for Kirby is that he's not going to go six or seven innings, but what young pitcher is, this is a guy though, that's going to give you five innings consistently and he is not going to walk anybody. He's going to give you a great whip. And I think he has a chance to give you a great ERA too. This is a guy right now that's owned in 10% of leagues and that ownership's only going to go and increase. And I'm sure if you're in, I mean, you know, we see a lot in the comments, Oh, that guy's already gone. And this guy, this guy might be a guy that's already gone in your league just because you're in a sharp league. But if you're not, if you're in, in a more casual league, this is a guy that you need to pick up and your friends are going to go, who the heck is that guy? how did you know about him? George Kirby is a top 20 prospect in baseball right now. I think he might be even better than that. We've been on the George Kirby train for a while now. And because George Kirby made tangible adjustments, but the biggest thing is he's throwing way harder than he used to. He was a, he was a high school product, good pitcher, but wasn't super high velo then adds velocity as he goes down the line. And now he's throwing in the mid to high nineties. But the best part about Kirby is that he doesn't walk anyone. He has pinpoint command. And that's the opposite of what we saw from Matt Brash, Matt Brash, fastball slider, absolutely disgusting. George Kirby, doesn't have a slider like Matt Brash, but he has more pitches to work with. And honestly, an overall better repertoire. And he has the command. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I might even say that, that Kirby and Brash have like sliders that are both equally as good because Kirby is a guy right now that in the minor leagues this year in AAA was striking out 35% of batters walking just 5%. He had an ERA of 1.82 last year in 26 innings. Or no, I mean, across double A and triple A last year, he, he held an ERA around two five in 70 innings. So this is a guy that that has all the pedigree in the world. And, you know, you're always going to be concerned about rookie pitchers that come up because it, it really is. It is hard to make that adjustment. Right. Hunter Green, for example, is hanging fastballs over the middle. But George Kirby, we've always talked about as, as a guy that's going to locate first. He has the stuff to play, but he is locate first. And that's so rare at, for a guy that's just 24 years old and hasn't had MLB time. He is, he is truly MLB ready. He is truly MLB ready, and he's an absolute must-add. My first waiver wire claim pickup is Francisco Mejia of the Tampa Bay Rays. He's a 26-year-old catcher who's currently slashing 393, 379, 679, slugging with a 1,058 OPS. He's got two bombs already, only 28 plate appearances, actually 29 plate appearances. The problem with Mejia so far is that he had a COVID bout that kept him out about two weeks. And Mike Zunino is normally the catcher for the race. But I'm telling you, not only is Francisco Mejia better, but he's still going to get plenty of playing time. He, he might catch, he might play some DH. He's just a really good player who's killing fastballs, and he's hitting 357 off breaking balls. This is a younger player who's been traded around to a bunch of different organizations. Now he's finally at home with the Rays. The Rays have unlocked a little bit of that power, but the bat to ball is what I'm so impressed with as well. I think this guy's going to maintain a high batting average, not 390, not 390, but I wouldn't be surprised if he hit around 270, 280 this year. And he's got some pop. He's not going to steal any bags, obviously, but he's one of those catchers that's widely available in leagues. Around 90% of leagues he's available in. He's a guy that I already picked up. And the catching position in baseball right now is just pretty weak. And I think this guy could slot in even in a 10-team league, but maybe he's geared more towards 12, 14. But I'm just speaking to how good of a player he is. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at his Fangraphs page right now, and I actually cannot believe that, one, he made his MLB debut back in 2017. But I thought that would have been with the Padres. He made his MLB debut back in 2017 with the Indians at the time, now the Guardians. But that's crazy how much this guy has been traded, how many times this guy has gone from being, you know, just a a fill-in at the MLB level back to AAA and back up again. That is so detrimental to his, his development. And finally he's getting a chance to have a, you know, a, a pretty big role there for Tampa Bay, whether he's DH and whether he's behind the dish, Zanino is not playing to the level. We've talked about that, that he usually is. So yeah, I think this is a really good ad, you know, to go along with the catching position. This isn't a guy that it's a guy I brought up before, but Alejandro Kirk over the last two weeks has put up a really, really solid two weeks, Peter. And I think this is a guy that got off to a slow start, but he's hitting 294 of his last 37 plate appearances and is playing pretty much every day now, whether it's a DH or whether it's a catcher for the Blue Jays. He isn't providing that much when it comes to run or RBI production. He just has one home run. But the average that we expected from Kirk is there. And that's another guy I think you should probably take a look at when it comes to the catching position. If you're thin on catcher right now, Kirk was like this hyped up guy he's probably dropped by now because I think people probably gave up on him in the early going. Um, I've held on to him and I'm kind of happy I did because, because he's finally becoming the player that we we thought he would be before the season started. Yeah, absolutely. Alejandro Kirk was one of the players that I mentioned a couple episodes ago about that. You guys should go pick him up because he's not available or he's not, not available. What's the word? He's not He's available in most leagues. Yeah. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, At this point, he's like 15% owned. He's really not owned in many leagues. I think it was more towards 40 or 50% at when the season started. But yeah, people have kind of lost their good taste for Alejandro Kirk. And it makes sense. But he's another guy who I would trade for if you're in a deeper league. He's just a good overall baseball player. Doesn't yeah. look the part. He's about 580, 260 pounds. He's, he, it's funny to watch him run. But overall, he is a good player because he's got pop and he takes his walks and he doesn't really strike out and he's going to hit for a high average. My next guy is another guy that's making his debut today. Obviously, I mentioned George Kirby who's making his debut. Another rookie who is making his debut, Alec Thomas, Arizona Diamondbacks prospect. This is a guy that that Aram, you, me, we've all been talking about for a long time because of how advanced his approach is at the plate. This year, he's striking out just 14% of the time at the plate. He has 12 extra base hits this year, four home runs, eight doubles. He's a doubles machine. He's going to hit the ball in the gaps. He's going to drive in a lot of runs. He's hitting 277. And I think he has the advanced enough approach at this point in his career that he really shouldn't have many struggles coming up to the bigs at this point. He was in AAA last year and got a good taste. This year he came to AAA and was like, I'm just ready, man. I'm ready to go to the bigs. That's why we love Alec Thomas so much because of what you just said right there, the, that he probably won't have many struggles when he comes up to the big, because he already is big league ready. He's, he's one of the most high floor prospects that there is in baseball, like his range of different outcomes of what kind of player he could be. It's actually razor thin because more likely than not, he will just be an above average outfielder. And I think he can start delivering that right away, that kind of production for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, and I like what he can give you across the board because the Diamondbacks are not a great team. So he's going to be slotting in, you know, probably at the beginning, he's going to be slotted in six hole, 
But after two weeks, if he's really, you know, finding his own, why wouldn't they put him in the two hole? He has plenty of run RBI upside there. And he, he steals the backs. He's three stolen bases already this year in 24 games. I could see him finishing the year in the bigs with 10 stolen bases, 10 home runs, a decent average. If you're struggling for outfield depth right now, this is a guy that has a lot of upside and, and really should produce for you right away. And my next waiver claim has a ton of upside, and that's Royce Lewis of the Minnesota Twins. Royce Lewis was a shortstop prospect for the Minnesota Twins, picked first overall, one of their best prospects in the system, probably their best overall prospect. Colby, what would you say about that? Yeah, I mean... At least one of them. Yeah, they have a pretty deep system. Yeah, I they think. Do. At this point, though, at this point, from what he showed this year, he, he's their best, best prospect. right? And now. that's what I want to talk about, what he showed this year, because he tore his ACL on his knee. So unfortunately, he hasn't really played since 2019, except for this year. But then this year in AAA, he made obvious adjustments. Slash 310, 430, 563 with a 993 OPS in AAA ball. Had three home runs in 24 games and even stole eight bases. That's the reason I love Royce Lewis so much is because I think he's going to hit for a pretty high average. I don't think he's going to strike out a lot because, I mean, he only struck out 20 times to 17 walks. The guy takes his walks, disciplined level hitter. He's not going to give you a ton of power. He only had 14 home runs in his biggest power season back in 2018. That was in 121 games. I would peg him probably between... 15 to 20 home runs in a good year for him. I, he's not I don't know, man. I think you're underrating him there. 253 May, ISO this year. I think he's yeah. hitting the ball in the air more. I, I, th I think it's absolutely possible. I'm just saying kind of like what you should expect, and then he can over-deliver on these. But the way I'm looking at Royce Lewis is for the speed. I think he's going to be a 30 to 35 stolen base guy over a full season and coming yeah. up now he's going to immediately start running too. He's just a really talented, talented baseball player who can help you in all five categories. Yeah. Royce Lewis made some really, really tangible adjustments. RM obviously had Robert Hassel the third on the call up last week, which was an amazing interview. And in that interview, Robert Hassel talked about when he was in high school, he had this big leg kick, but when he got to pro ball, he kind of had to tone down that leg kick and, bring his approach down just so that he could get to this higher end of higher level of pitching, but actually that allowed him to, to really activate his power more. And that's the change that Royce Lewis has made this year is he's really toned down that leg kick. He's really just going to kind of a toe tap now, and that's allowing him to get his hands to the spot that they need him to get to and really get into that power and make more contact because when he does make contact, he's going to put a lot into it. The only struggle I see that Royce Lewis is going to face from a fantasy perspective is playing time because at first I, the reports came out that Correa was going to miss, you know, three weeks to a month with this finger broken finger. But fortunately for the twins, the x-rays came back negative. So it's not a broken finger. Correa's day to day right now. And the twins obviously have other injuries, but I worry that this is just a case where Royce Lewis is going to come up, fill in for four to five games, and they're going to bring him back down to AAA just to get a little bit more seasoning. Um, but the other guy that we talked about, Jose Miranda, he's probably the one that will get a little bit more run right now because Miguel Sano is injured and, and he'll play third or first or second. I think they really want to give Royce Lewis the chance to not be rushed to the big leagues because like you said, he did have that torn ACL and, and, really give him a chance to to come back and get back into shape and mentally too.
mentally is the biggest thing too. I mean, just rehabbing from that type of injury. And I know he played um, a good amount of games, you know, in the minor leagues, but he hasn't just hasn't played that much since 2019. So it's understandable if they bring him up for a little for the Correa injury and then bring him back down. That's most likely what's going to happen. But the reason I like him, first of all, he's available in 93% of leagues currently, and he's going to give you an immediate boost of speed. And I think he will play well in his first couple of games here. So that's why I like Royce Lewis. This is not a 10 team pickup. This may not even be a 12 team pickup. This is more of a 14, 16 team league because this guy's not going to wow you, but he's going to give you an immediate speed boost and he's going to score some runs and he's not going to kill you in the batting average department either. And in the dynasty league, I mean, even this is a guy that I think a lot of people gave up on, right? This is a guy that first overall pick, but then he struggles. He gets hurt three years later. It's like, okay, we, now he's back. People probably forgot about him. Right. Exactly. So the next guy is not a guy that is a rookie because I feel like we've just been on the rookie train here for a, for a bit here, which is fun, but it's a guy that that is newer to baseball. It's Haseon Kim of the San Diego Padres who really struggled last year, Peter. 202 average, just couldn't get into any power. He 70 WRC+. plus. He was just overmatched as a 25-year-old coming over. This year, though, it's a bit different. He has a 127 WRC plus. He's hitting just 221, but his on-base percentage is much higher. He's a 13% walk rate. He's getting into more power. But the interesting thing, Peter, is that he's hitting third in this lineup right now. Yeah. And if that continues, if he, if he, or second, second, that is, sorry. If he's continuing to hit second in this lineup, I mean, that, that raises his potential so, so much. I worry that a 221 average right now is a bit low for a guy. But he has second and shortstop eligibility, and I think the average of 221 can only go up. He's barreling a ton of baseballs right now. He has speed, and he's going to be in the lineup every day. It's kind of like I talked about with Santiago Espinal. He's going to be in the lineup every single day because his defense is that good. He's one of the best defenders right now in all of the league, Mm -hmm. all of the league. So it's probably a fringier ad. He's owned right now in about 28% of leagues, but – is a guy that if you're struggling, I don't know if you keep him on your team forever, but while he's really hot right now, utilize him for the next two, three weeks. Yeah, Haseon Kim was just overmatched in his first season. And this season, he's just taking pitches. He's not being as aggressive as he was last year. He's not chasing. He's taking a ton of walks. He's not really whiffing either. And he's playing good defense, but that doesn't really matter for fantasy. I agree with you. He's hitting... 217 right now or 221. I have it updated right now on baseball savant, but he's not going to hit 217 for the rest of the year. His expected batting average is 249. His ex Woba is 363 compared to a 344 Woba. This is a guy who's not only playing well, he's kind of getting unlucky a little bit. He's hitting the ball hard. He's got a good approach. He's hitting home runs. He's got three of them already in 80 plate appearances and a steal. This guy could be a kind of a fun guy to have on your team too. Plus he's going to kind of give you everything in the five categories, home runs, runs, RBIs, batting average, and stolen bases. What more is not to like? What more is not to like? Exactly. And I think the Padres really like this guy. CJ Abrams is struggling a ton too. And I think that has a lot to do with the playing time that he'll receive. He's going to be in there all year. My, my right. only thing with Haseon Kim is when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back, where is he going to play? Where do you think? 
I think he moved. I think he just goes to second base because so CJ Abrams has been playing second base, but CJ Abrams is not ready and he ready. looks completely overmatched. He's, he just looks so small out there, man. I know. Like he just does not look like he looks like a boy amongst men, which is, which is what he is. He's so young and he just needs more seasoning down the minor league. So I think when Fernando Tatis comes back, CJ Abrams is going to go back down to the minors as he should. I agree. I think Hassan Kim is a great pickup and, and someone that you should definitely add to your roster. But again, he's not a 10 team pickup. I don't even know if he's a 12 team pickup. I think this guy's more 14, 16. And he's how, what's percentage is he available in leagues over 90%, correct? No, Hassan Kim actually has been a hot waiver at as of late in okay. the ESPN leagues right now. He's owned in 28% of leagues. Okay. So he's getting some, that must've been really recent. For sure. Yeah, that it is really he, recent. He's hot right now. So yeah. like I said, I think it's a guy that you can pick up right now, ride this hot streak. If he cools down for four or five games, it's like, okay, move on to the next one. But that's how fantasy baseball is, right? You can piece together a really, really good player by just riding hot hand. Seriously. I mean, just riding the hot hand for it's, it's kind of like the uh, running back by uh, not running back by committee, but almost like running backs in fantasy football. You have Haas Young Kim and Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr. You basically have the production of all of the San Diego shortstops. Generally that's going to work out for you. My last waiver pickup is another rookie who just homered had his first career home run. That's Jose Miranda of the Minnesota twins. And you already mentioned him before. If Royce Lewis is not the best prospect in the twin system, this guy might be. In the minor leagues, we've talked about him before, but in the minor leagues, let me just read you what he did in AAA. Hit 344, 401, 572 slugging with a 973 OPS, 30 bombs in 127 games. He already hit a home run, and he's going to hit a lot more. He's not going to hit 344. Um I'm just looking at his career minor league stats. Like he's a career 281 hitter. I, I think he, there will be some swing and miss. He, he showed some swing and miss in the minor leagues, but he also showed an ability to walk. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not like, I'm not saying he is. When I say he showed some swing and miss, of course he did, but I think he will show some swing and miss in the majors this year. He's not going to strike out a ton, but I do think as a rookie selling out for power, I do think he's going to strike out a little bit more than we might expect. But the power is there. I think this guy could hit around 250. I'm just a big fan of Jose Miranda. Yeah, I think so. And Peter, I don't even think this is a guy that that has shown swing and miss. I mean, he had a 14, a 15% K rate this year in AAA, a 13% K rate last year. This is a guy that I've always advertised. And I said this on last week's episode as a Luis Arias, but with some more power. Um, you know, it might be a guy too that that struggles a little a little out of the gate. I think that that that's a fair assumption. Um, but right now he's really not striking out at all at 4.2% walk or strikeout rate through 24 plate appearances, which that's probably what we're going to get from him because I think he's just going to be swing happy. I think he's just going to be swinging. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. It's, it's not that he he's shown some swing in this, but he's not a strikeout guy. Like he's not going to strike out 20%. I just think, you know, he's coming up. He's going to be a young guy selling out for power and he's just going to have some swing and miss. That's, that's why I'm saying don't expect, I guess, a super low K rate, yeah. like 4%, like we're getting right now is my point. Totally, totally, man. And so before we move on to the pitchers, I do want to say to everyone listening out there, if we missed a guy, please tell us in the comments. Please help out everybody that's about to watch this and look at the comments, and maybe we'll get back to you and say, hey, that is a good one because sometimes we miss people. There's a Absolutely. lot of players out there. There's a and lot of players out there. There's a lot of players. Out there. Do you have one more? I forget. I do not. That yeah. I I am tapped out. 
So before we go into our streamers, I want to shout out Prize Picks, sponsor of Not Gambling Advice. Colby and I have been releasing our Prize Picks every single day. Um, it's a prop builder, basically, and that it is a phenomenal, phenomenal app. I mean, we download it on our phone. The link is in the episode description. Use that code so they know that we sent you. You get a, a deposit match. Anything you deposit, they will match it. We've been doing the props. We've been winning. We've been losing sometimes. But overall, I think we're positive on the parlays because you get to parlay them together. We never are people who's like, oh, yes, we got a parlay. These are smaller plays. It's supposed to be for fun. But we've been doing it, and we've been having a blast. So make sure episode description, the link is in there to prize picks. If you want to gamble with us, not gambling advice, of course, but if you want to gamble with us, we're going to be doing it all year long in prize picks. So go check out that link in the episode description. Colby, give me your first streamer. We only have one this week. I'm so excited about mine, but give me yours. I'm excited about mine, too, and I think you're going to like this one because it's a former Yankee. Okay. It's a former Yankee that has been around for a minute as a prospect, and I think people are kind of forgetting about it. It's James Caprellian. Yeah. And who is now on the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's are obviously a really bad team, but this is a guy that in his most recent start on Saturday against the Minnesota Twins went five and two thirds, seven strikeouts, three hits, only two walks. He did give up a home run, only one and run, though that was just a solo shot. And this is a guy that has been on and off the injured list. Um, but in 2021, last year in the bigs, you know, he put up a 407 ERA and 120 innings and struck out more than a guy in inning walked a respectable amount of guys and just showed that, that he can really get strikeouts and be a pretty decent arm. I'm not saying that, that he'll be an arm. That's, you know, a really, really good arm for a 12 team league or a 10 team league. But this week I really like him as a streamer because he gets the Detroit tigers and the Detroit tigers (laughs) have not been able to hit Peter. They have scored just four more, four or more runs in just six of their games. You're almost guaranteed with the Tigers, especially if you get them on the road, you're, they just cannot hit. So cannot. it's a great matchup for him. He just shut down the Twins, who have been red hot. And I think he gets a really, really good matchup to continue the streak that he's on right now. And it's just going to be his third start of the year, but really just his second real start. He went two innings early in the year, just kind of as like a first spring training kind of outing, getting his feet. I think he goes six plus, gets a quality start, punches out six or seven, and, and has a really good start. I've been a big fan of James Caprillion. He was drafted out of UCLA. He went to the Yankees in the first round, but he was ultimately sent over to the A's in the Sonny Gray deal. Sonny Gray deal didn't really work out for the Yankees, but now James Caprillion gets to pitch for the A's. And in that big ballpark too, which I think is important, I know he might be on the road, but I'm just talking about him in general. I think he's a good pitcher. I kind of think, I know you're, we're posing it as a streamer, but this is a guy I just kind of want to add for the rest of the season. I think James Caprillion is actually a pretty good pitcher who's going to strike out some guys. He doesn't walk a ton. And I don't think the ERA is going to be that egregious. I think he's a pretty solid pitcher. I really agree, Peter. I really agree. And I do <laughs> want, yeah. yeah I really pitcher. agree. Good, good, good words. Good analysis, Peter. Good, words, good analysis. Peter. All right, my my waiver claim um, is another guy who's going to face the Tigers, which is awesome. That's Tyler Wells of the Baltimore Orioles. He'll face the Royals Monday at home, and the Royals can't hit either. You were just talking about the Tigers. The Royals, 
especially on the road. Their offense is anemic right now. We've talked about Whit Merrifield. Salvi hasn't gotten hot either. Nobody is really hitting on the Royals, and he gets them at home. And then he gets another start on Sunday against the Tigers. So these two matchups, he's facing two of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball. This is a six foot eight, 255 pound horse. He's 27 years old. He's not the greatest pitcher in the world. He's got a four five ERA. He doesn't strike out that many guys, but he also doesn't walk that many guys either. He has a fastball. He has a slider. He has a changeup. He has a curveball, and he throws a sinker as well. Doesn't throw the sinker that much. It's more of a four pitch mix, but he elevates the fastball, throws the slider low and into right-handers low and away to lefties. He's got a good changeup too. opponents aren't really hitting his fastball. I think, and also just, he has a 4.50 ERA, but a 3.78 X ERA. I, and I test Colby, like I test when you watch Tyler Wells, I'm looking at a good pitcher. I don't know what to tell you. He's not the sexiest name in the world. I am looking at a, not a great pitcher, but a pretty good pitcher, I think. Do you have a Baltimore <laughs> Orioles fetish? I think I do, weirdly. I, lo- I kind of like them all. Because it was John Means last year, and you were like, "Oh my God, this guy emerging ace!" Like, because and now with Tyler, well, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'll take that and back I've been a little on the bit. Bruce because... Zimmerman train. I've been on the Bruce Zimmerman train too. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Zimmerman, like all these He's Orioles strong. pitchers, are like, "I'm gonna put up a four three ERA, and I'm gonna pick my spots. If I get the Royals, I'm gonna pitch well." And like. That's fine. That's fine. I think they're great streamers because no one's really going to own them. But it's just so funny with you that, like, you see an Orioles guy named Tyler Wells. You're like, yo, Tyler I just, Wells? I think Let's it's go. funnier. I think it's funnier that the word you came up with to describe how I feel about Orioles pitchers is, is a fetish. I mean, think <laughs> about it. I could just like these Orioles pitchers, but you decided that I have some fetish with them. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Colby. <laughs> I'm going to create a meme for this. I'm definitely going to create a meme for this with you, like with heart eyes looking at a Baltimore Oriole. Keegan Aiken will be a pitcher one day. No, he's, he's not someone you should add, but Tyler uh, Wells is like, I just, I mean, Colby, this guy's six, eight, two fifty five. I looked at it. I looked at his fan graphs page and the, there was the data backed up a, a fine pitcher. I think a that's a, that's a great way to, to talk about Tyler Wells is like against bad teams. This guy can, put up five plus of one, two run ball. Like that's great. Give that's great. That. And nobody's going to own him. Nobody even knows who he is. Tyler Wells. You're going to w- turn on that Orioles Royals game. You're like, Oh, why am I watching this game? But you're going to watch <laughs> Tyler Wells shove it down their throats. And then he's going to shove it down the Tigers throats because neither of those two teams can hit. And they're about to run into 94 mile an hour. Tyler Wells at six foot eight, 255 pounds. I just love that. He's so big too. Like, I test Colby. I test. I'm telling you. You're crazy with the eye test. This episode is also presented, Peter, by my bookie. 162 games of baseball this season. It's a grind for both of us. Every single day, we're doing three picks a day, each of us, sometimes even props, sometimes prize picks, right? But with my bookie, we get run lines, we get the money lines, we get props, great lines. Getting started is super simple, Peter. Deposit $300, play with 200 of that instantly. Just use promo code just baseball to to claim that my bookie bonus whether you're a diehard fan or you're just getting into baseball with us or you're just getting into gambling with us we want to teach you through it all go ahead sign up today using promo code just baseball as i mentioned first deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars with my bookie man 
whether you put it in, they'll meet half way all the way up to a thousand dollars. So with my bookie, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Thank you to my bookie. We are going to keep providing the people winners, man. I need to know why the people have not jumped on prize picks and haven't jumped on my bookie yet. I, I know that you technically can't respond because I know you're just listening and you're a viewer, but I want to know. I want to know because we're on it. And, and those are our sponsors and we thank them very much. So that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. That's Colby on Peter. Those links are all in the description as well as our chalkboard. That's our baseball group chat. We're dropping all the bets in there. Then we're going to send you over to my bookie and prize picks because they have the best lines. What else do we have to plug? Also follow our Twitter. I mean, what are you guys doing? Follow our Twitter at gambling underscore advice. It's not gambling advice, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at just baseball show at just baseball fans. Follow us on TikTok at just baseball fans as well. We got all these different outlets. Twitch, if you're down at just baseball fans, anything else before we go, Colby? No, nah, man, I'm having such a fun time with this MLB season right now. A lot of my fancy teams are doing really well. Gambling has been a little bit of a, not a rough ride this past week, but I just feel like now a month into the season, the algorithms start changing a little bit and the lines oh, yeah. start changing a little bit and it gets into grind time, man. Like you got to pick out these lines so surgically. Like I look at the board sometimes and it takes me in like a good 45 minutes or an hour before I come out with three picks. I'm just happy that both of us are positive on the air. I am currently winning at a 62-ish percent rate it's almost 63%, but I'll say 62% because, you know, it's like 62-4, you round down. But I'm also up 20.34 units. You're up over five units as well. I mean, well, so that that five units is actually just in the last, like, 10 days since exactly. I started tracking. I'm up over, like, winning. yeah, 12, 15 units on the year. It's crazy. I mean, come on. And we're dropping all the picks in our in uh, the chalkboard group chat and on my Twitter, at PeterApple23. You're Colby underscore Olson3. Yeah, but I'm just dropping picks and chalkboard. So if you want to get my picks, join the chalkboard. Join the chalkboard. And with that, thank you, everybody.